Welcome to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. My name is Bruce Malkinson, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Accenture Technology Corporation. In each episode, you will learn from industry experts who share their insights and strategies on how to reveal hidden surface data and optimize the performance, comfort, and safety of surfaces. We will discuss and present solutions that have worked for real-world applications across fields like product design and safety testing, consumer, clinical, and human body performance. Okay, today we are joined by Antonio Robastelli, uh, once again, um, from On The Athlete. Antonio, thank you for joining me today to discuss some topic matter in your upcoming webinar <clears throat> about data analysis for performance and return to play. So we're considering the utility of the data available from plantar pressure recordings, and in this case, in-shoe sensors. So I'd like to start by asking you to provide an overview of coaching an athlete in the process of return to play. <clears throat> kind of, um, you know, what kind of plans do you put in place? What kind of benchmarks and measures um, uh, would you use? Hi, Bruce. Thank you for inviting me to this uh, podcast. Um, very nice question. Um, first of all, uh, I would like to stress out the fact that today, especially in team sports and professional sports, there is sometimes a need to uh, accelerate uh, the process to recovery because of the uh, very high level of competition, especially in team sports. Just an as an example, in Europe, we have most of the football teams uh, of the most important uh, uh, league in, uh, in in Europe that are playing uh, two to uh, three games every uh, seven eight days in in 10 days they're playing sometimes three games uh, in national games uh, and uh, international games with travel so the most important thing when uh, creating a plan uh, for an athlete to return to play is to not trying to uh, accelerate recovery but following the the the, the right uh, the right path uh, and uh, the times it takes to, to, to the athlete to recover. This is uh, important because creating a plan is fundamental and creating some benchmarks. Uh, normally, uh, we can create benchmarks uh, to look at weekly and bi-weekly uh, by monitoring some aspect of performance. And this is important, especially when you have a baseline measurement uh, and you can uh, look at the, 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 the way and the path for the athlete to return to that baseline uh, in order to make better decision for, for the return to play of the, of the athlete. Okay, so, um, and spe specifically, what kind of measures would, um, would you use to establish that benchmark? What would be the, the typical measures? Yeah, by by looking at the type of measures that you can obtain with uh, plantar pressure technology, uh, one of the most important aspects to look at is uh, not only the, the 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 pressure, but the way uh, the body uh, is adjusting in terms of balance and stability to provide good support. To the 
uh, movement of the center of mass during uh, the forward progression. And this is useful by tracking how the center of pressure and how the trades of, of center of pressure change over time during, during each stride. Uh, can you give us a bit of an overview of the injury profiles that gait measurement and in particular plantar pressure uh, will provide some unique insights into establishing the baseline and the plan for return to play? Yeah, um, I think that the most uh, important uh, information and insight that uh, gait measurement and plantar pressure uh, can can provide for the injured athlete is uh, uh, based on uh, experience and uh, practical application on the field is related to any type of lower extremity injury. Sometimes one, um, sometimes one think about uh, using plantar pressure mapping just to analyze uh, a foot uh, injury. Uh, mm. This is not the case because, of course, you can you can track and have uh, a lot of insights on foot injuries, but you can use plantar pressure measurements to track and have insights in any type of lower extremity injuries, whether it is a hamstring injury, quadriceps injuries, gastrocnemius injuries, or overall ankle foot injuries, because every uh, every aspect of the foot strike is influenced by what is happening um, uh, above the, the, the ankle joint. So uh, looking at how the, the, the body mechanics is working uh, through uh, both, and we will see this uh, mm -hmm. in a, in a later uh, with the, both with plantar pressure data and temporal data uh, of uh, stance uh, and uh, swing phase can provide a powerful insight into the, the process of recovery. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I, I guess, well, first, just the images themselves. Um, you, know, you know, what, what are the kind of things that, that you would get out of that, I guess, observationally? Yes, uh, looking at the, at the image of the, of the footprint uh, is probably the first step because it helped in providing a first, uh, I like to call it qualitative uh, uh, analysis because you can easily identify uh, different areas of different pressure uh, normally, it's being used a peak pressure image showing the point of peak pressure during the during the each stride, and this is the the first step to to take. Okay, and and then uh, I, I guess the, you know the, in the progression, the next step would be um, center of pressure outputs like progression of the gate line um, or the cyclogram graphs. Yeah, um, these two are very, very important uh, methods of analysis because with the center of pressure trace, uh, you can look at how the neuromuscular stability uh, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the body is, um, is, uh, is progressing uh, 
uh, is balancing during any sport activity, uh, whether it is a regular uh, normal walking or an acceleration, a sprint. Uh, and the cyclogram uh, is another powerful tool uh, providing uh, information about the overall variability of the, of the center of pressure trails over a series of, of strides. You know, as we, as we uh, further mine into the data, we start to get into uh, pressure over time data or load over time data. And, and uh, what about those? Yes, uh, movement relevant, relevant time intervals are fundamental when analyzing human performance and human movement because movements occur over time. It's the first time principle. And uh, both pressure time uh, graphs and load times graphs can provide uh, powerful information. Uh, I like to say that uh, the, the, the load uh, and for load time uh, graphs and tools uh, provide us with the information about uh, the overall transmission of force uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on each stride and foot whether the pressure versus time provide information about how we are using that force by loading the different parts of the foot during the during the during each stride and this is helpful in uh, helpful in identifying areas of uh, high uh, risk and asymmetries between the left and right side okay so what may, maybe one last uh, before we kind of get get into some of the uh, specific application or use cases. I guess it, uh, the three box analysis. What what's the significance of using that format? Yeah, um, for three box analysis, uh, I, I I mean the segmentation of the foot and the ability uh, to to divide uh, the the foot in regions of interest in um, the three main regions of, of uh, interest the, the the rear foot the mid foot and the forefoot uh, given to the particular technology of pressure measurement uh, we can uh, divide the foot and isolate the the data for each segment of uh, of the foot and then we can analyze how the the both the pressure versus time and load versus time curves uh, are uh, working in the three different uh, parts of the of the foot, and then we can analyze them separately and relate them to the overall function of the foot to give more information mm -hmm. about the function of the foot. Okay, great. Well, that gives us a, a great overview of, of the information available. So let's dig a little deeper into some of the use cases. So plantar pressure, unlike other gait measurement, can provide these very detailed insights into the dynamics of the plantar surface. Um, the, the unique output, of course, in plantar pressure data is the pressure image itself. So how is the information in the, in the pressure image used to inform analysis? Yes, the peak pressure image is... Uh a powerful tool that can help uh, uh, in identify areas of high pressure, uh, especially um, when uh, especially when looking at 
uh, how the metatarsal uh, head are being stressed during the the during the, the the training and during competition, and this can help drive uh, decision about uh, re recovery strategies for the tissues being stressed during training. And in in as you as you um, I just mentioned in many cases that data is then segmented into, segmented into zones. So how, how does that uh, zoning of the foot provide additional insights uh, versus looking at the entire foot? Uh, this is why uh, the foot is a powerful engineer machine uh, and uh, having different functions uh, and different function from different muscles and bones uh, being per perfectly coordinated and timed in order to perform at highest level. This is why having the possibility and the ability to look at how this different fa uh, part of the foot are functioning is, is uh, um, allow coaches and uh, scientists to uh, drive better decision in order to improve some weaknesses and, and uh, asymmetries uh, in, in foot function. Uh, this is uh, a powerful type of analysis that can be provided only by pressure measurement technology. And then once this data over time has been captured, um, it enables these interim analyses like uh, identifying the center of pressure. And, and with that, how is that data typically presented? And how is the data used to inform gait analysis? Yeah, uh, this type of data is typically presented as a, as a trail. Uh, you can see graphically the trail and the path of the, of the center of pressure during the rollout of the foot. Uh, and um, there are some uh, normal situations, and we will see this in the third webinar of the Sports Performance Science Series, and uh, looking at the trails of this uh, center of pressure, uh, we can uh, drive the process of improving technique. This can be used for improving uh, technical aspects of, uh, of, of running, sprinting, and overall biomechanics, and also for looking at uh, the process and how the athlete is recovering from, from uh, a previous injury. Okay. And um, so, you know, there are obviously the, these unique insights that can be observed in center of pressure progression. And, you know, in particular, uh, looking at, at insole pressure sensors and, and in specifically high resolution plantar pressure uh, sensors, how, how important is the placement um, of, that, of that center of pressure uh, to both qualitative and quantitative assessment? It's uh, fundamental to look at the, uh, the placement um, as this type of, uh, of data set can, uh, can uh, provide information uh, as example about the quality of the propulsion phase in a sprinter, uh, looking at how 
the the foot is impacting the ground and how on uh, on the ground the center of pressure is developing and uh, the type of path is following can create and how the foot is accelerating on uh, on uh, on the ground can be uh, fundamental in order to uh, improve performance especially in running based sports okay okay and then um, you know coming coming around uh, back to uh, the data over time so since both peak pressure and load over time can be presented how are these different in the context of gait analysis? Okay, uh, yeah, we can use both uh, peak pressure and load over time uh, when uh, analyzing uh, human performance. Uh, and they can be used uh, in, in a context of gait analysis to, uh, to differentiate between the, the, the quality and the quantity of movement. Uh, by looking at the load over time, we can uh, we can see the the how the impact forces are uh, are being uh, uh, are influencing the the, the performance, and uh, if impact forces are stressing too much the, the 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 structure of the foot ankle complex, and by looking at the peak pressure over time, we can see if there is a delay or acceleration of some segments uh, of the foot uh, during the stance phase. And also by looking at delay and acceleration bilaterally between left and right yeah. can uh, give insights about possible uh, and potential uh, functional alteration like functional hallux limitus uh, and uh, difficulty in rigidity on hypermobility of different segments of the foot. Okay, thank you. So um, we started out our discussion on the topic of return to play and how plantar pressure data can be a useful tool in the baseline and the continuing evaluation of the progression of an athlete. So. Could you summarize in an example what a plan might look like for um, recovery from a specific injury and how some of the data analysis we've discussed would characterize the injury and inform the rehabilitation? Sure. Um, one of the, uh, the examples uh, has been from uh, a basketball player uh, I was working with suffering from a quadriceps strains injury, rectus femoris injuries. Um, by looking at the, the at the baseline data of the of the player uh, with uh, with all the data related to pressure and center of um, uh, center of uh, of pressure um, development, we started a plan. Uh, we started a plan uh, driven by pressure data. Um, what we uh, noticed is that the injured side uh, of the of, of the athlete had a different development and trajectory of the center of pressure, uh, specifically a lateralization of the center of pressure. Um, what by working with uh, 
our therapists and our other member of the staff working with rehabilitation, we, uh, we, we, we decided to monitor two times a week with a simple baseline uh, testing. Uh, we, as a baseline testing, we use a 30-second uh, normal gait. And uh, we, having, we, we have had a look at how this center of pressure lateralization started returning to baseline uh, and returning at the midline of the foot. Uh, and this is just one of the of the example. Of course, we tried to to match this data and integrate this pressure data with other aspects of uh, temporal uh, of temporal data that we can obtain as well with uh, with the insoles, uh, thanks to the uh, IMU integration, providing other da uh, data related to temporal mm -hmm. statistics of gait. I think that that wraps up time together today. And I want to thank you for those great insights and sharing your knowledge as we work our way through the, uh, the webinar series. Um, the next is upcoming shortly on sports performance science. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for tuning in to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. To learn more, go to Accenture.com or email us at sales at Accenture.com with any questions you may have. We'd love to hear from you. Never miss an episode by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts.